Hello, and welcome to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. I'm Harmony Harkema, and my co-hosts are Annie Carlson and Heather Gerwing. We are three ordinary homeschooling moms with nine kids ranging in age from early elementary to high school, and our homeschools are anything but Pinterest perfect. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, a new homeschooler, or just homeschool curious, we want to encourage you in your homeschooling journey and offer you practical tips and tools to make your homeschooling life easier and more fun. We're so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Relatable Homeschoolers. Tonight, we're talking about co-ops and co-op-like organizations. You may have been part of a co-op. You may have never been part of a co-op. You may have heard lots of different things about co-ops. You may have heard them called other things like homeschool groups and tutorials. And we're going to kind of talk about all of those aspects of co-ops tonight. When to join a co-op, when you shouldn't join a co-op, reasons to join a co-op. We're going to cover it all. So let's start out tonight with Heather. Heather, you've been part of a couple of different kinds of co-ops. Do you want to talk a little bit about those, what they were like, and then what was the motivation for joining each one? Maybe what were the pros and cons? Sure, absolutely. So years and years ago, when I was a new homeschooling mom, I, you know, obviously had older friends in the homeschool world who I looked to for advice and guidance and such. And so they were all a part of this one homeschool group. And I was like, well, I've got to be a part of that homeschool co-op. And some homeschoolers will say this is not a homeschool co-op because it is run by the public school system. And it still only meets one day a week, but it's funded by the school system. So it's all paid teachers. So no mom is there teaching um, classes like how most homeschool co-ops I know run. These are all certified paid teachers that the school is paying and the school is funding the classes. So we were a part of that for two years when my girls were young, early elementary. But honestly, it was not what I needed at the time. I didn't because I wasn't a part of it. We didn't form any type of relationships with other families. And my girls were only there for like two, maybe three hours. It wasn't even like we did all day. It was just for a couple classes. And it just got to be a lot like driving there to drop them off and then coming home and then going back like an hour and a half later to pick them up. And it didn't work for us at the time. And we didn't build relationships. And because it was part of the public school system, there was just some online requirements that just felt tedious and just extra that I didn't want to have to do. Online for the kids, like they had to turn in assignments or online for you. Yes. For them. But like my oldest at that point was third grade. And I'm like, she's not even using a computer. So I was having to do this stuff. Right. And it was just, I didn't like it. I wanted something that we could all be a part of. So we left that homeschool co-op and we joined another one, which was, I would say a true co-op. It was run by moms. It was at a church and you were required. So I think it was a six hour day. And if you were going to be there the whole day, you were required to be in a classroom for four of those hours. And two of them were teaching and two of them were assisting. And then you had two hours off. You still had to pay 
some fees for the classes for materials, but it wasn't like you were paying for the teaching, but the teachers were not getting paid because they were just moms. And it was a true cooperative. We were all working together for the betterment of our kids' education. I love that. I formed some great relationships there with other moms. We threw picnic blankets down and had lunch on the cafeteria floor, the gym floor for our lunch hour. And somebody would run to the coffee shop and get coffee for the moms. And it was just, I loved being there. I loved being a part of it. And then COVID, (laughs) you know, it shut down in the winter of 2020. It didn't meet in 2021, but some of the moms in 2021 held classes in their homes and kind of did like an abridged version there. The spring of 2021 was when my family went on our big camping trip. And before I left for that, after not having been a part of a co-op, I was like, okay, we need to get back in a co-op this coming year. And the co-op that I had loved that didn't meet in the school year of 2020, 2021, still hadn't decided if they were going to run. And in fact, the church that they were at still hadn't opened their doors yet. So they really couldn't make that call. So I went back to the first co-op I was at that was a part of the public school system. And we are still there. And if you ask me if I love it, (laughs) I would say it's meeting our needs right now. And I mean that in the sense that as you all know, I am not a fan of science. So my kids are have excellent science classes there. My daughter who fell in love with theater last year is in their theater production again. And it's a wonderful, wonderful program. Is there still things that I don't like about it? Yes, but it's meeting our needs at this point. I'm just taking it year by year. So I've, I've already given my daughter the heads up, like, look, I don't know if we'll be there next year. And my oldest daughter is not there this year because she is doing dual enrollment at um, a local college and that college offers homeschool rates, but to get that homeschool rate, you can't have any public funding. So she is not doing the co-op because um, now we could do that co-op if we wanted out of pocket and not use the public funding. But I was just like, no, she has enough of her core classes done that she's just doing what we want her to do at the college now. So that's my co-op journey. (laughs) Quite a lengthy one. So just to recap, yeah, kind of for readers. So co-ops can be called co-op, but they're maybe not necessarily co-op. If you are looking for just academic instruction, you can possibly find classes offered through the public school system that are for mm-hmm. homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. I know like Heather and I live in Michigan and you can do on Michigan online academy. I can't think of the name of it, but, um, and that's a homeschool program, but it's all through the public schools. There are other school districts that offer in-person classes like Heather is talking about. A true cooperative is generally run by parents and parents do the teaching. Mm -hmm. That was what we belonged to in Memphis. And it did, that did bring the relationships piece because it does. You're not only are kids seeing each other and making friends, but as a parent, you are, you know, connecting with other parents and all of our best friends in Memphis were part of our co-op or almost all of them were. And then you can also get what's called, find what's called a tutorial, which would be like an outside organization. A lot of times they're nonprofit, sometimes they're for-profit, and you can just sign your kids up to take classes, whether those are enrichment classes or academic classes. So those are kind of the different, you know, formulas. And those might speak to you at different times in your life. If you are really busy and you don't want your kids to be in public school, but you need, you know, help with math or science, a tutorial Mm -hmm. or a, a class through the public school may be the way to go. If you're looking for community and relationship building, you may want to look for a parent-led co-op.
So now, Annie, you have never been a part of any kind of homeschool co-op or organization. Can you talk a little bit about that and speak to parents who are kind of like, yeah, I don't really feel like I want to do any of that. I just want to be at home with my kids and handle their education myself. Yeah, that's kind of where I've been at. Um, My kids did take an art class. It was not structured as a co-op. It was taught by an art instructor. So that's been our only outside of home formal class. Uh, For us, first of all, it's distance. There are active co-ops in North Dakota. Um, They're just uh, at least an hour away from me. What I tend to find more local to me is more playgroup type groups to get together and do things, uh, socialize, that sort of thing. I also find that there's a fair amount of interest groups. Um, Like there's a wild and free group that uh, a few friends of mine are in. And I thought of, oh, that'd be really great to go. And then I realized my kids live a wild and free life every day. I do not have to drive them an hour away to play in the trees because that's what they do here. So I looked at what was offered as far as co-op opportunities. And then uh, for us, our schedule varies depending on the time of year. And so when they would want to meet, it was every Tuesday and Thursday for the afternoon. Well, in the wintertime, we, we would have time to do that. But also winter in North Dakota makes travel unpredictable. And so what do we do when we're an hour away? And those people live in urban for North Dakota, Bismarck. They don't have to you know drive an hour on, on winter roads. When we had time to do a co-op, the, the weather didn't seem like it would cooperate. Um, and then we travel and we do things. To be honest, I'm kind of a stick in the mud. I like to keep my own schedule and I don't want to answer to anybody else's schedule. And so that's what's kept us out of co-ops. I've been asked if I would teach co-ops as a, as a science teacher. There are lots of, lots of parents like you, Heather, who are Mm-hmm. not confident in teaching science, particularly high school. And I have kind of said no to those um, until my kids were old enough. Um, I didn't want to leave my kids to go and teach other people's kids because then I just teach at the public school. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see now that my kids are getting into high school. If if we want to as a family, that would be a family type discussion with the kids involved in that decision too. But if that's something we want to do, if they want to to have that exposure to that type of learning environment, We've never done a co-op environment. I think it was interesting hearing what you just said contrasted with, with what Heather said first about when she was a new homeschool mom and she had some friends who were kind of ahead of her down the road with kids who they'd already been homeschooling for a while belonged to the public school run homeschool group. And she felt like I need to be a part of this group too, because this is what you do. Mm -hmm. So just like in all things homeschooling, what you should do is whatever works for your family. So for example, we loved our co-op in Memphis. We moved to Grand Rapids here. I've yet to find an actual truly parent run co-op. I don't know if I just haven't found one yet, but almost everything that I've encountered is a drop-off program. And my girls are not interested. They want to do things as a family. So, mm-hmm. and they're also just still, we're still getting our feet wet. You know, we haven't even been in our house for a year yet. We moved here actually a year ago, two days ago. So oh. it's been exactly a year since we got to Michigan. We bought our house a year ago today. We actually made the offer on our house. So, you know, it's still all fairly new and they're still adjusting just to being around extended family. And so this is not the right season for us to try to join a co-op. We're enrolled in some things. They are enrolled in monthly homeschool classes at the local nature center. They have piano every week. They both are in dance. They're both in Girl Scouts, which is a monthly commitment. That right now seems to be enough for them just to have something that's like once a month. And they're they're mm-hmm. like, no, we're good. When we first joined our co-op in Memphis, it was because 
my oldest daughter was expressing a desire for friends who also homeschooled so that they would have something in common. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of got that. And of course, we've started our Charlotte Mason group and we have some kids activities involved in that. And they're getting to know other kids who are homeschooling that way. So it seems to be that their tank is filled. So the question to ask yourself is, if you are thinking about a co-op, why am I thinking about a co-op? Is this something that I really need to do? Is this something I feel like I ought to do because I see all these people around me doing it? Or is it because I need extra support in academics? Is it because we need more community? We need you know, the solidarity of other people and friends who are doing life similarly to how we're doing it. Ask yourself those questions and really assess you know, what is right. Is this the right season? And also, you mm-hmm. know, cost can be a factor. Mm-hmm. Most parent-led co-ops tend to be pretty cheap. You know, They might have an enrollment fee because they have to cover insurance and the facility they're meeting at. But, you know, like you said, Heather, basically you're just paid for materials, you know, for their Mm -hmm. classes. Um, And our co-op was really inexpensive too. It was a very low cost per family, not per child Mm -hmm. and made it super affordable so that families who were, you know, living on one income could make it work. Yeah. Um, but tutorial classes, if they're not funded by the public school, you're going through a tutorial organization. Those can be right. really pricey. The true co-op that we were a part of has been at different churches. And I believe both churches didn't charge the co-op to do it because they were Christian co-ops and the churches didn't charge them. One of them, they just collected a love offering for. And another one, we did like two different cleanup days, one in the fall and one in the spring. And we helped clean, you know, the landscaping at the church as a co-op. At the end of the season, we did a deep clean of the building, went and cleaned all the preschool room toys and disinfected all the Legos and, you know, gave back to the church because they didn't charge us for. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, those kinds of service projects are also a great sort of an educational piece and kind of fits in with the homeschooling mindset. There is no, you know, one right way to do homeschooling that involves bringing in outside resources. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know what we talked about in the last episode Mm -hmm. about your homeschooling space, make it yours. Same thing with co-op, make it work for you. Don't be a slave to it, you know, and don't let it control you. And that's one of the really good things about co-ops is you're usually only committing for a semester at a time. And if it's not working, you don't need to go back. You don't need to stay with it. It's not a full year commitment. You're, You're usually paying and picking your classes a semester at a time. Yeah. All right. Any last comments? I don't even think this is probably really common in many areas, but how I told you, like a few moms kind of went off the grid when the homeschool co-op didn't meet back up last year and they're still doing it. So they're still meeting at another church now instead of in their homes. And it, it's kind of different. So it's not, it's not with the public school system, but it's not a co-op either. So If you want to take a class there, like there's a lady who does choir, like you're just paying Mm -hmm. her directly to teach choir to your kids. And my oldest is taking chemistry there with my friend. And I am just paying her to teach chemistry to my kid. She only has my daughter and one other student in her class. But I'm like, hey, if you're willing to do it, I'm willing to pay you because I can't teach chemistry. So it that's very different. It's a very small community that's a part of it. But the people that kind of started the look, we don't want to start a co-op. We don't want to get into kind of all that nitty gritty kind of stuff. And so it's very hands off. Like you pay each teacher directly for them and they get to decide what they want to charge for teaching your kid. 
whatever it is that they're teaching. That is more kind of like along the lines of like tutoring, right? Like you would pay somebody to help your kid, you know, in a certain area of a subject if they needed it. So I kind of look at it like that. Yeah. There is something in West Michigan. There are a number of what they call homeschool partnerships Mm -hmm. where someone who is willing to teach like art classes or piano lessons, or even like my, my sewing school, I'm looking into doing this. You can register with the homeschool partnership through a school district and homeschoolers can then register for your classes, but the state pays for the classes. So kind of like what you're talking about. That's exactly. And you can charge whatever you want and the state will fund it. So I'm not fully sure yet the ins and outs of all of that, but that's Mm -hmm. another possibility. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode the way we always do with talking about what's bringing us joy in our homeschools right now. Annie, what's bringing you joy in your homeschool right now? Well, uh, my son and I are ready to take off in about a week for his 13 trip. So each of my kids, the year that they are 13, get a trip with mom and they can pick where we go and what we do. So his 13 trip is to go to Wyoming. So we will spend some time in Yellowstone. We're camping in Yellowstone. And then we're going to go to the museums in Cody and we're going to drive the Wind River Canyon. We're going to stay in Thermopolis. And then one of my favorite authors is Craig Johnson, and he lives in uh, Ucross, Wyoming. And the Longmire books is what he writes. And they take place in a mythical town called Durant, but it's based on the town of Buffalo, Wyoming. And so we are spending two nights in Buffalo (laughs) at this really old uh, hotel. It's called the Occidental Hotel, and it's very late 19th century, very old style. And so uh, my son's going to get a huge kick out of that. A literary pilgrimage, the best kind. And uh, he he had a new release. The book came out last week. And of course, I pre-ordered. And it came, and I put it right into my uh, stash for the trip. And Henry was like, aren't you going to read that book? And I said, no, I am saving it to read in Wyoming. (laughs) So uh, I've got a few books uh, that are picked just to enjoy on this trip. That is what is saving my homeschool because we leave in about a week. That's excellent. Heather, what about you? I would say right now it's just getting back into routine. We're in what the recording this like third week of September. So finally getting back into routine women's Bible study at my church started today. So I was at that first thing this morning and I love that Monday morning at 7am, like starting my week off with that, right? That just really brought me a lot of joy today. So, and then just we're, we're catching our groove. I do a slow start with our homeschool. So it was like the first week was co-op. And then the second week was I added in math and language arts with my boys. And then this week I started the history. So we're kind of like getting into the groove. Everything's coming together. People know how our days are looking. Yeah. Routines can be so important in life-giving. Mm-hmm. to give you that structure. So mine is a little different. And this is what's bringing joy to my Wednesday morning homeschool. Back when Lily was real small, I, w- I think I was pregnant with Holland. The house that we lived in, in Bartlett, Tennessee, a suburb of Memphis, there was a little tiny donut shop a quarter of the mile down the road. And on Friday mornings, I would take Lily down to this little donut shop and we would get Friday donuts to start the day to kind of celebrate the weekend and so on. Mm-hmm. And I had a hashtag and I did Friday's donut day posts every week. Mm-hmm. And people, if I missed a week, people would get after me like, where's the donuts this week? Why, where are you? After we moved, that sort of fell away. But 
on Wednesday mornings, we have piano and we stop at a little donut shop that's on the way, a little local owned place with delicious donuts. And so now we have Wednesday morning donut day. And, you know, I try not to do donuts too much, but once a week, a donut to kind of just be an uplift and having it be on Wednesdays is a great little way to get through, you know, the hump day of Mm -hmm. the week. And Wednesday's our longest day. We have piano. I'm working. I have a conference call that's during their piano lesson. And then Wednesday nights, Lily has dance until 830. And it's, Mm. it is a long cruise. So that. Mm -hmm. Starting the day off with a donut and a real good coffee for me has been fantastic. So we're really loving, you know, being back into a routine of having our special donuts once a week. Yeah. Well, everybody, we have been uh, really glad to be back with you guys this season. And it's been great to talk about co-ops. And we just encourage you, if you have questions or need a sounding board, please reach out to us through social media. All our handles are in the closing and on our website. And we would love to hear from you. So until next week, we're going to be talking about running your household while homeschooling, trying to achieve that balance of homemaker and homeschooler. And so join Join us again next week for that episode. You've been listening to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find links to all the books and resources we mention on the show at our website, therelatablehomeschoolers.com. We would love to hear your homeschooling questions. You can email us at therelatablehomeschoolers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Relatable Homeschoolers. We'd love it if you leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. It only takes a minute and we'll ensure more homeschooling mamas get to hear our show. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, happy homeschooling schooling.